we can already hear you. So, okay. while he's getting that stuff set up, uh, why don't you introduce oh, yourself? Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Sheila. I go by Sharpie inside of the community, and you may know me as that person that reminds people to play Skullgirls. You may also <laughs> know me as FGC Mom, someone who wrote for FGC Dad, and I have done a couple of skits as well as I also am the FGC head tournament organizer at Xanadu Games. Ooh, um, okay. Oh, and I co-founded uh, Combo Queen's with Carolyn, I'm one of the co-founders, and uh, I, I do a lot of things, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but most notably, everyone knows me as that one Skullgirls girl. Yeah, you also bait people into, you know, checking out Skullgirls stuff on social media, as you successfully yeah. baited me a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to publicly say that um, while my intentions with that tweet were positive, um, I could easily see how it was misconstrued as such, and I've since deleted that tweet um, because my intention is not to remove voices from others inside of the community at large. So I just I want to publicly state that, but I am glad that you appreciated the tweet. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't even know that there was any sort of drama behind that tweet. That's crazy. It's yeah. not. I don't even necessarily want to say that there's drama. It's just that this world is very vast. This world is very big. Um, as as much as people like to think that I'm like directly plugged into every single social media outlet at the exact same time, I can't see everything that's posted until like, unfortunately, after the fact. Uh, and unfortunately, at that time, there was a very, very long, uh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, what I should say is there was a very, very strong, courageous woman um, inside of the community uh, who came out regarding things that happened to her pri uh previously with mm -hmm. a well-known person as I have the Smash community. And um, they utilized the same format that I had. Uh, so it was just unfortunate that people were had already seen her comments and then unfortunately, I believe, conflated um, my statement with that. But that was just unfortunate timing on my aspect, but I completely understand what that was con uh, seen as by a majority of people. And so I don't want to encourage that. At all, I don't want to encourage people making light of people that are sharing their story because I think that's a really, really dark path to go around. Um, and I, I know how hard it is to share something that personal yeah. um, to literal faceless people on the internet. So I'd never want to encourage or ever make anyone think that that's okay ever. Um, and as soon as it was brought up to my attention that that's that that's how that uh, that tweet appeared then I immediately removed it. Um, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to make a statement until later, just due to the nature of this past week. <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted I wanted to, I, as soon as it was brought up to me, I deleted it. Um, okay. And as soon as I realized it wasn't okay, I deleted it. But it was a very messy and difficult 48 hours for me to be very honest not anywhere as bad as earlier this month and that's actually what i wanted to talk about if that's okay with you guys <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah I, <laughs> I mean, this, this is for you to talk uh james i don't know if you have anything else to say but uh you know if you'd like to just begin sharing your perspective that's all that's all for you the only yeah, thing that i just want to ask you know on stream here officially is I mean, I hope you're doing okay. You know, not necessarily ask, but just say, I hope everything you're doing okay, and you know, hope everything's been going well for you. Because yeah, I I know how crazy it's been on social media these these past few days. So um, I will be very honest with you because um, this is going to be like the last public appearance that I make probably for a couple of weeks, just because I need to. 
uh, take some time for myself. But I am not currently okay. I appreciate the well tithings very much so, but I'm not okay right now. And I'm not okay because right now we are in a very preventable quarantine situation that is disproportionately affecting people who look like me and who have been working very hard very possibly provide for their families and their loved ones and by no fault of their own they're no longer able to do so despite their best efforts i'm upset and i'm not okay because that same administration is actively telling people to that i and people who look like me are the cause because we are trying to tell people that this country is not the same when you look like me um i'm not okay because a lot of people are not okay on social media and i'm a person that people see as themselves and so when i am silent about something people assume that that is complicity um i'm not okay because there's shit in my life beyond this (laughs) that is affecting me um and I apologize for cursing. Oh, please. <laughs> um, Curse as much as you all. want. <laughs> but I do, I, I do want to be very candid and say that right now it's very important that, speak, that people speak up when they're not okay, especially right now, mm-hmm. because there is nothing more powerful than the truth and, and honesty to tell people how you're really feeling and let people understand what's really going on in your life. Uh, earlier this month, I, I don't want to say the thing that whole, that kicked all of this off because there's a whole maraud of things that we just go down that led up to this ultimate moment, but I'm going to speak on a moment that I haven't spoken about publicly. Um, and earlier this month, I actually was on a stream with Mike Zamont, Kai Kennedy, um, commentating a tournament that was organized by BG Callisto. Um, I'm sorry, BJ Callisto. I always say BG. Ryan, he's so sweet. You guys probably know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and I was very excited for the opportunity to commentate because it's been no secret that I really do want to commentate Evo and I was excited for an opportunity to practice uh, event casting again because it's it, the last tournament that I was able to do it at especially for Skullgirls was eons ago um, while I did commentate for Dragon Ball Fighters and a few other games in the past so I'm no stranger to event commentating I finally got to commentate my game on a stream mm. that I knew would be presented in a similar format to remind people like of what tournaments, offline tournaments look like. It would look exactly the same essentially to a viewer. Mm. It wouldn't be the same for everyone behind the curtain, but it would look exactly the same to just about anyone that was watching the match. And I was very excited to bring a sense of normalcy back to both my experience with gaming and uh, everyone who was inside of my communities as well, because uh, one of the things I was pushing before that moment was I actually hadn't verbally discussed Black Lives Mattered after the George Floyd video came out because I watched that video and I realized that if anyone else watched that video, they wouldn't be able to see the good in people anymore. I couldn't finish that video. Um, I, I broke down in tears like a small child. I'm not going to hide that fact. I couldn't finish it. That's where I was with it. And um, it really made it hard for me to um, 
go about the rest of my day and the rest of my week after I saw that video. Uh, and so I didn't expect anyone in their right mind to watch that video and stay silent because mm -hmm. I could barely do it. <laughs> um, and uh, it's not easy to do. Right. So I had been trying to make an environment on my page where I was able to go through my timeline and not necessarily see pictures of, of people that look like me, specifically black people, being attacked by cops, being attacked by fellow Americans, being attacked by even just other black people for handling it wrong. I couldn't, I couldn't see it anymore without wanting to literally hurt myself. Um, and that was something that I actively had to realize was happening in order for me to disconnect. Right. Um, because when you are in a content creator or, or even just like a community manager or uh, influencer figure, mm -hmm. you feel like it is your job to inform people who are watching you because you feel like you have an obligation to do things. But in reality, you need to come first. And I'm very guilty of not always putting myself first when I do things. So this tournament was uh, fantastic because I was excited for that opportunity to be like, look guys, our community may be going through things right now. We may not be in the best position in this world, but you know what? We're gonna play some Skullgirls and we're going to freaking love it. And we're going to just talk for two hours and we're going to speak to one another and we're going to love. And that's what we're choosing to do right now. We are making a choice to do that. Um, <laughs> so uh, the commentary set originally started with um, myself and Kai Kennedy. And I've commentated with Kai before. Um, he's a great person. I really enjoy commentating with Kai. Uh, it was fun. I'm going to be very honest. It took us a little bit to get the, the levels together because mm -hmm. commentating online is a little bit different than commentating in person, as I'm certain you guys both know and understand <laughs> having run the stream. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's just hard to find the same level, and yet somehow with Kai, I was still able mm -hmm. to match it. So I was very happy about that because I partially felt like, man, Kai is just so great at sensing levels and sensing energy and understanding and, and reading flow because we're not even seeing the game at the same time. It's delayed. We're looking at this through Discord. Mm -hmm. And so all of our verbiage that we have to use, we have to essentially say before an action happens. So we kind of have to like be a little bit foretelling, which I mean, commentator curse, right? But like <laughs> this was next level. I was very <laughs> impressed at the level that he was able to execute it and the level that I was able to match him because I think that without previous exposure to event streaming, I, I think that I very easily would have floundered there. Mm -hmm. um, and so we skip past that. They rotate Mike in and Mike and Kai have commentated very frequently. They actually commentated uh, the money match that I'm very infamous for inside of Skullgirls. And uh, I actually think their commentary was a notch, honestly. Um, I will actively say this. I do not believe that Mike Z's commentary is necessarily bad. I will state that. I think he's a very informative commentator. I think that he is a very well-known and uh, person inside of the game. Like, he actively knows frame data. He knows how uh, what your options are at any point in stage. He understands how the characters are supposed to interact with each other, and you get a different level of commentary with that. Mm -hmm, the yeah. problem becomes that Mike isn't a commentator. What I mean by that is that he... 
Um, he says what comes to his mind, regardless of how it will be construed. Um, and that is not something that you want to do when you're in commentary. Commentary is very much so about um, understanding the other person you're on mic with, understanding the uh, pace of the game, and understanding what you need to call attention to inside of that moment. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about just filling up airtime or anything like that. It's about making sure that you're able to inform people that are watching or anyone who just happens to tune into a VOD that they completely understand what's going on and you cover those points. You create that story and dialogue. You know what I mean? Um, well, obviously you guys do. <laughs> um, so after, after Kai and Mike's block, I got back on for a TriCast. And I think previous to that, I ran with Mike... Um, on commentary for about an hour or something while Kai took a break because at that point he had been on for quite some time and I was also very well-winded. I'm sorry, not very well-winded. I was extremely tired mm -hmm. at that point in time because um, my room is not very well ventilated. Um, I know you guys can't tell from the static image on your screen right now, but there are <laughs> next to no vents inside of my room and I don't get a lot of air conditioning. So when I'm not streaming when I don't have my camera on and when I'm not utilizing my microphone, I have a fan on and my face yeah. so that I can circulate air. But when I do things like this or when I go on commentary or something, that, that fan interferes with my microphone volume mm -hmm. so I can't have it on. Um, and sometimes if my roommate is like on the phone with her family or something, then I can't have my door open because I don't want to interrupt them. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a situation where I was already tired from the set before, but I was excited. I'd commentated with Mike before. It hadn't been entirely positive, in my opinion, um, but it was just, it was it was a set that we did. And, um, and so I was trying to go into it with a positive attitude, hoping that I had studied enough and practiced enough, um, again, to adequately be able to match Mike's level, necessarily not completely understanding that Mike wasn't going to be as easy to commentate with as Kai just mm -hmm. by nature of it, which it's not a slight towards him. He's more of a player than anything. It's just sometimes people don't always um, don't always have like an ABC for commentating. They're just very free flowing. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be able to easily adapt to that. Yeah. Um, I don't think the set went bad. I, I just think our synergy was off and uh, it wasn't incredibly easy for me to match um, a lot of his pacing, unfortunately, just because of, I think, I think our commentary styles just kind of clash yeah. a lot, unfortunately. Um, and so anyway, uh, we get into top eight and there is a tri-cast. It's now with Kai Kennedy, myself, and Mike Zamont, and we are all on mic. <laughs> and, uh, I was not having a very... I was, I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to actively bounce bounce and volley with Mike. So essentially, whenever Mike said something, I would let Kai respond, and then I would try to respond afterwards, and I would go from there. I never wanted to be someone that led the conversation because I didn't feel like um, like people were responding necessarily positive uh, when Mike responded afterwards. So I just kind of let it chill. Mm -hmm. There is a moment that is now very infamous, uh, and that is a moment, I believe it's... Uh, gelato and Lanba, or maybe I'm confused. I just remember that Gelato was playing, unfortunately. And uh, it was a very, very impressive moment for Skullgirls there because one player was completely deriving the other player of any opportunities to do anything. I call it the vortex, right. you know, where you're just stuck there mm -hmm. and that person 
now controls the entire pace of the game and you have no say about it and your only option is to figure out if you know the direct, right defensive uh, answer for this, right? And the other player was kind of defeated at that point. Um, so <laughs> it wasn't happening. There right. was um, a statement that Mike said. Uh, he claims it was a joke. Uh, it was not interpreted by myself to be a joke mm-hmm. or funny in any way, shape, or form. And I really, really wanted to support Mike here. Uh, on the clip, you can even hear me starting to laugh before just because I wanted to go into that with a positive vibe, mm-hmm. smiling, happy. Yeah, you know, this this player really this player really removed all of his options. He is absolutely floored right now. He's mm-hmm. against a wall in a hard place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both me and Kai are like he's completely busted right now. He's stuck. He's there. And then Mike says, Would you say that he can't breathe? Mm-hmm. In that moment, I think I truly, genuinely believe that if there was camera on, I would probably get in trouble for not conducting myself professionally in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say in trouble, actually. I, I shouldn't say that because I think that there are enough people inside of the Skullgirls community and the general fighting game community that would understand my outrage if they saw me, mm-hmm. but it took a lot to not verbalize it. Yeah. It took a lot. You know, not, I to, didn't, not to interject, I, not to interject yes. or anything, but, you know, I just kind of want to say, like, as a person, you know, when you hear something like that, I got to imagine it's just like your stomach just dropped and, like, it's hard to even think and process at that moment, right? There were things going through my head, um... I'm a I'm a black woman that lives in the suburbs. I I grew up around like very wealthy and influential people that don't think that they're wealthy and influential at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the first of five children. Uh, later to be eight after my father got remarried. So a lot of the things that they had and they took for granted, I didn't necessarily have. And they're not not to not to place Mike inside of this box, but that kind of took me back to when I was a kid, and then someone would just say something, something like, "Well, you're just poor. You're just poor. You're just poor." Of course, black people don't have money. Of course, there was a I I actually really um, I really liked dolls specifically when I was in second grade. I really collected, I like collected Barbie dolls that I would get all the time and I'd like wash their hair and I'd try to like do it, but it's doll hair so it like wouldn't stick and everything. And um, I remember taking them to school for show and tell and uh, this other girl told me that all of my dolls were ugly because they had black skin. And I kind of went there for a moment. And um, a lot of my feelings made me feel like this person that I had known and respected for a very long time. Um, it, it made me very much so feel like an other, if, if that makes sense. It made me very much so feel like um, like I, I wasn't a part of the family anymore. It made me feel like, like it doesn't matter 
the type of the type of thing that you like you'll always be different and no one will really understand and here's someone that you know has helped you in the past and has actively cared about your success and championed a game that you also enjoy and they're saying this about you that was really a very hard moment for me to process mm -hmm. because I've gone through that moment before with people that I work with, with people that I happen to be inside of a room with, and with people that um, I wouldn't consider necessarily like family, but people that just happen to be inside of my family exclusively due to marriage or blood or whatever, right? Um, that's that's one of the very first times that I've let someone in this close to me that has shared a sentiment like that because I'm pretty good at vetting people. Mm -hmm. um, and so when that moment happened, immediately there's just this disconnect and I just kind of shut down for about a second. And then I look at camera and I immediately start mouthing the words, what the fuck, Mike? Mm -hmm. I know, I know no one could see the camera, right. and I understand that. But that's what that silence was. Me. Yeah. Angrily yelling without anything. I even mute my microphone at the moment because I have to do it, and I'm scared that there's going to be something audible, even mm -hmm. though I know I'm not putting anything or any energy behind my vocal cords. I'm concerned because I know myself. And because I know how passionate I get when I'm upset. Um, it took a lot for me to control myself where I could even put down words about that moment publicly. Um, and I honestly, I regret even publicly commenting necessarily on that moment because I don't believe I was in a state to publicly comment on it. I think a lot of people pressured me um, into commenting it, about it early when I really wasn't in a good place at all at that moment. And it felt like no one really, I shouldn't say no one because my friends cared a lot about me. A lot of my friends reached out to me and a lot of my friends um, were there the very next day as soon as they found out a clip about the clip. Um, and, and they made sure I was okay. But I wasn't really in a position or a headspace to acknowledge it to people that I didn't know. I wasn't in a headspace in a head state or a place to necessarily talk about how I felt because I didn't even know how I felt. I stayed up all night crying, just thinking if I did get Evo commentary based off like that entire moment. I don't, I don't know if my game's even going to be in Evo anymore. I don't know. I don't know if I'm even going to be considered because I just let there be dead air for 15 seconds. I wasn't able to handle that. And that happens all the time on mic. Someone could say literally anything and you have to be ready to deal with it. And that's what being a professional commentator is, is being ready to deal with anything that's blown at you and focusing on that moment. And I wasn't able to do that in that moment. Um, part of me was really disappointed in myself for not yelling at him immediately. We went to, I think, commercial break immediately after that set. Um, I don't remember how much longer it was, because I'm going to be honest, I was just kind of tuned out the rest of 
the tournament. Oh, yeah. Admittedly, it was really hard for me to to get there again. It was very difficult for me. Um, I tried my best. I like went outside on the beef bake. I went to the bathroom, um, drank a little bit of water. Like I tried, <laughs> um, and I I couldn't get there again at all organically, and it hurt uh, trying to force myself to be there. Um, yeah. I mean, again, sorry not to interrupt or anything, but I even as both of us are commentators, I don't know that we would have been able to say anything right away either so i wouldn't hold that against yourself you know just, i completely understand yeah. that literally everyone inside mm -hmm. of the industry understands what i was going through mm -hmm. but i've never publicly i think there are a lot of people in general that don't understand what it's like when you're on microphone yeah um and don't understand like how permanent a lot of these moments are for us and how we have mm -hmm. to treat every single moment like it's permanent when someone I will say the very first thing that I was actively upset about was the fact that something as important as equality for African Americans and accountability for police officers and other authority figures that implement laws, the thing that really bothered me specifically about it was that that entire movement, that entire idea was being utilized for something as trivial as three seconds inside of a Skullgirls match. Mm -hmm. That, that is not fair. That is not fair. That is so incredibly disrespectful. And that's mostly, honestly, what I spoke to Mike about was the fact that that was not okay. Because my parents have fought very, very, very hard for me to get to a point inside of my life where I'm able to even have a chance of success mm -hmm. and their parents fought before them and their parents were sharecroppers and slaves. My grandmother was the daughter of a slave. This is not something that is just a blip in time. This is something that is actively history and to even think that anyone knows enough about it to comment on it as a metaphor or a reference to something occurring inside of a video game for a short period of time is in and of itself so incredibly arrogant and disrespectful that I genuinely You know what? My mother always told me if I don't have nothing nice to say, not to say it. So I'm a, I'm a hold that. I'm a hold that right there. Okay. But what I will say. Up to you. <laughs> I'm a hold. I'm a hold that right there. Cause I was, I was letting myself get to a place where I don't want to be. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to continue that. What I will say is that that moment was very painful for me, especially mm -hmm. being the only black woman in the room at the time, um, because I felt like. Everybody was outraged. Everybody was. I was the only black woman that was there at that moment. And so mm -hmm. I felt a lot of people just felt like I needed to be the collective black anger at that moment. Yeah. Um, there's another portion later where Mike actually comes back. And I believe after the very next ma ma uh, match or at the end of the match, Mike apologizes in mm -hmm. the best way that he knows how verbally, which I actually believe was a relatively 
sincere apology, but I don't believe that it should have been rushed at that moment. I don't believe he should have apologized immediately on that stream until I, I, I genuinely believe that he should have apologized after the tournament had concluded mm -hmm. in his personal time after that moment, because I think it's very, very disrespectful to comment on something that serious in the middle of a match. Okay. I think it is. And I think especially because of the way that he did it where he interrupted it uh he interrupted the whole motion of everything to do it was very rude as well. And I felt like it de it deserved a good 5 minute apology and I don't think Stream necessarily had that amount of time to give him. I think it would be rude to ask for that amount of time from Stream because of you fucking up. I think that's you look at yourself you sit there and you think about how you felt and then bring those feelings forward. Right. I think that's what needed to happen, which is why I was recommending that he did not apologize afterwards because I believed that he needed to look inward and then apologize, not on stream, not on stream, none of that. I don't think that that was fair at all. Um, the written apology bothered me. I think it bothered a lot of people because it didn't necessarily show that he believed it was wrong. It was very wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people felt that way. My statement was because I was concerned about his actual health. I was genuinely concerned that Mike was going to not be okay. Um, and so I asked people to, like, just let him breathe and, like, not super harp on him. Because if there's one person that I have seen have to go through a lot of negative press inside of our community that's not Sonic Fox, it's Mike. This was even before Skullgirls came out. He was just always somebody like that. People just make headlines about him. Um, that's not necessarily something I wanted him to have to go through again. Even for this moment, I really wanted him to grow. I really, really, really wanted him to take this moment and own it and be like, I did something inconceivably horrible and I feel trash about it and I need to apologize for what happened there. And that's not necessarily how the apology came out from him. I can't speak on why he chose to write it that way or, or how it was construed because I didn't construct any part of it. But I just know that it... I felt as though this entire thing, very honestly, as as sorry as I am to say this, I felt like it was going to be another blip in an already terrible month. <laughs> That's where I was with it. I had watched a man start to suffocate for two minutes earlier that week. And I just, I, I thought that people would understand that there wasn't malice in his intent in his original intent to do it and would focus on issues that were actively occurring inside of this nation. Um, but people were very, very, very mad. They were much less forgiving than myself. I think that I try very hard to be an empathetic person. I try very hard to be a caring person. Um, and intent is very important for me. And so when I see someone do something without malicious intent, 
it's hard for me to see them as inherently evil or inherently bad. There is, there are a lot of people who don't do well on social media in general, just because it's, people like to think it's all that exists anymore, but there was a time period back when this was just nothing, when we were just forum, when every single word that we put out was very, very carefully curated. There was no mm -hmm. huge search engine that can now just pull up anything that you've posted in the past 10 years, literally in the blink of an eye. There was no static location. There was Ask Jeeves, AOL keywords, and maybe Yahoo. <laughs> like, that was it. So I, I understand very much so that there are a lot of people that social media is not kind to. And I try very hard to judge people on the merit of themselves and not necessarily um, how, they try, how they are portrayed on the internet. Because I understand that the internet is only a, a small clip of anybody's life. Um, after the statements that I saw in the past 48 hours, it occurred to me um, because I was one of the very first people that Carbon had gone to originally when she had an encounter with Mike and she told me about the moment. Okay. I was the only person I believe she felt comfortable speaking to at that moment. And it, um, it was very important to me that we handled that moment correctly. I didn't go to staff. And this is something that I really do regret because I think that I actually did handle it inappropriately. I spoke with other members inside of the community and I told them to make sure that someone was around her the entire time and to make sure that she was not, that she was able to leave any encounter that she wanted. And I only spoke to people that I ultimately trusted that I really, really knew. And it was literally five people um, who I won't, I won't necessarily share with right now, but one of those people did actually sign the uh, Skullgirl statement and I was really empowered when he did. I felt really, really good about that. But what, what I'm realizing now is that because I told her, I specifically told her that if I found out that this ever happened again, I would make sure that, that the person that caused this was never allowed in the community again, mm -hmm. ever, ever. Um, it just wasn't, wasn't okay. She was a new player that had just come here to cosplay a video game that she happened to play eons ago and she was verbally harassed by the developer of the game that she came there to play and she was considering leaving my very first interaction with the FTC wasn't incredibly positive so moments like that are very important to me especially when women tell me about them because that's the reason I didn't join the Marvel community, and that's the reason I played Melee before I played Skullgirls. That's the reason why. I didn't join Marvel because people were being a, a gigantic butthole to me. <laughs> and just making sure that my first experience was not positive. Mm -hmm. And that w sat with me so incredibly wrong. That's something I've never wanted to see inside of our community. And so when I see later someone else DMing my from a place of I want information about this game and then them coming out with the ultimate 
understanding that they no longer are interested in this game and they're no longer excited about this game. That sits so wrong with me. That that is a problem. And that's always been a problem inside this community, is that there are people that everyone in the community doesn't want to address. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people like that. And I'm ashamed to say that I believe that I did actually not handle it properly when I chose to to allow that moment to happen. I genuinely believe that. Um, I've since talked to people, and I've talked to Carbon and everything, and we've discussed it, and it's been brought up to organizers and everything, and um, the consensus is that um, because, because things were unfortunately not shared with staff prior by the QZ, there wasn't very much that would have been done regardless. Even if I had shared the moment, if Carbon didn't share it, then it wouldn't matter, was the consensus, unfortunately. And um, I understand that. I completely understand that. It's just... Part of me feels responsible when moments like this happen because of something that I did or something that I acted. And ultimately, it's being kind to myself and understanding that I am human. I err, and it's about learning from that experience. And I think because I went through that experience, I now understand how to handle experiences in the future and how to grow from that, which is an ever-moving process. But I think that you have to go through something like that and look back at it and to recognize when it happens again and recognize when there is a problem. The first time, okay, maybe it was a mistake. There is more than enough happenstance in this world to cover something randomly happening. Like, my freaking mic could explode right now, and it wouldn't even necessarily be out of the idea of likely probability. Nobody would be that surprised. It'd be cool, but it wouldn't be like, ah, the world is burning. You know what I mean? So it would be understandable to me if it happened once. It happening twice after the community was made aware, after the community spoke with him privately, is a problem. That combined, obviously, with um, the moment that I spoke regarding earlier and not necessarily having... I want to say the necessary, the necessary um, awareness to understand that that's unacceptable really made it so that I felt that there was no option but to remove Mike from commentary and remove him from um, tournaments and off offline and online for a period of time. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving me a platform. I'm sorry, um, I don't know how to graciously end this. I'm not Sagem, I can't do segues, okay? Look, I don't <laughs> no, know. No need. <laughs> no need. <laughs> But thank you so much for having me. And I really do want to thank you so much, David, because I know you had originally reached out to me to do this last week. And I apologize in the tardiness that it took for me to get back. But I really um, do appreciate you still giving me an opportunity to speak because, um, you know, who would have guessed that I would have actually needed it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just want to thank, thank you, you both for having me on the show. And um, it was a pleasure speaking to both of you guys. I know we haven't worked together prior, but I do see and respect the support that you guys both have given me specifically 
um, you, James, uh, I know you've retweeted quite a few of my tweets before and, and helped promote me and Skullgirl, so I really do appreciate that. Yeah. And I just hope that you guys uh, continue be, to be amazing in these very trying times, and I hope that your life ultimately does get better um, after these moments. Yeah. All right? Well, I, I hope the same for you. Of course, of course. Thanks a lot for coming on again. Yeah. Uh, I would say that while I think it's true that when you are commentating, there are some expectations about how you should handle it if you're trying to be a professional. I don't think that that moment was one of those things where the expectation is to be professional. Right. Um, so there, are, if you know, how, however you handled it, don't don't be upset at yourself for not having been a pro. Mm -hmm. Don't feel that you needed to have been a pro in that moment. That's one of those moments that is just not. That is not a standard commentary thing that you should that sh anybody needs mm -hmm. to learn, right? That's just one of those moments that uh, would catch anybody off guard. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I actually really needed to hear that. Uh, people have told <laughs> me that before, but I'm still. If you can't tell, I'm having issues, not being mad at myself and holding yeah. myself to a higher standard. I um I feel like whenever I go on microphone, I'm re I'm representing, uh, specifically my younger my younger stepsister and my younger mm -hmm. half sister. And I want them to be able to look at any content I make and just be proud of me, especially when I'm commentating. Yeah. So I try to think about that. And um, well, I don't think they would have been disappointed at me. I would have I would have loved to bring them a show that that would make them really proud mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, Sheila's Sheila's here. She's on the stream. She's so <laughs> cool. I want to be just like her when right. I grow up." I'm like, that would just make me so happy, you know. So um, I have this whole idea of how I need to be in my head that isn't necessarily fair to myself and i appreciate you letting me know that. that it's okay to be human <laughs> thank you very Absolutely much for that. right yeah and i'm sure there'll be many moments in the future where your sisters can be proud for sure i think this is yeah. this is probably one right here again so, nice, you know, nicely done thank it, you it's all right those... i'm gonna go ahead and dip i'm assuming i can is it okay if i rattle off my social even though they won't be updated for the next two weeks while engaging <laughs> anyway. go for it self-health care I am at the purple sharpie, D-A purple sharpie, on literally every single platform. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, Facebook. May it rest in peace. <laughs> um, uh, but most notably, one of the things I will be doing, which I actually should say, is I will still be streaming relatively infrequently for the next couple of weeks. So if you guys, for some reason, or for whatever reason, want to see me playing video games, I will not be announcing it anywhere. I'll exclusively be going live randomly on twitch.tv slash DA purple sharpie and you can check me out there. I really will not be promoting myself at all these upcoming weeks and I apologize about that, but please understand that right now I am in a um, yeah. a place where I really just need to work on me uh, what, for a multitude of, of reasons. One but of the things please that suffice you said... it to say that I understand myself and I need to do this. Yeah. So thank you very much. You got all right. It, yeah. well, you guys have a blessed evening. Thank one, you so you much. One thing I just want to say before you go yes. is just, yes. you know, you said this very, very early on. And, you know, as a community leader and as influencer like you are, a lot of the times one of the hardest things to do is to make sure that we take care of ourselves. And so I just want to say in the next two weeks, definitely, you know, take your time. Do everything you need to take care of yourself. And, you know, and... um yeah, just we'll 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 wait when you come back and take as long as you need, basically. Thank so, you so much for yeah. that. I really do appreciate yeah. that so much. And you guys genuinely be kind to yourself. I know it's not easy right now. <laughs> um, it's not easy for for African Americans. Not easy easy for people of color, and it's it's not easy for all of us. So please, 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 be kind to yourselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much again.
Bye. Thank, thank you. Bye. See you.